I hope you enjoyed the beautiful sounds of the goat. And I don't mean Billy, I mean Candy. Welcome you back to Verbal Exchange. In this episode, we are here to discuss Wonder Woman 1984. It seems like everyone was home and that's all we could do, you know, was discuss this film that um, seemed that the trailer was better than the movie, but that's just my opinion. But um, there were so many hits and so many misses. It succeeded in many ways and failed in others. And we're going to talk about it. All right, tap in. So we're back and we're here to discuss Wonder Woman 1984. So, you know, let's just go ahead and get all the compliments out the way. It was um, a beautifully shot film. Um, little minor details that were good. Um, it provided pure entertainment. It debuted on HBO Max, which has quickly become one of my favorite streaming services. Um, it was great to see the chemistry between um, Wonder Woman and Steve again and all the different little characters, the young lady from um from Insecure had a brief role. Kirsten Wig was in it. Um, I think it was a very trying story. Okay. Now that we got that out the way. Number one. In nineteen eighty four, Marion Barry was the mayor of DC. And if you didn't want to touch that, if you didn't want to go there, that's fine as well. But to paint DC as whitewashed in nineteen eighty four, now now, now it might be Latte City, you know. Um, since I've, since I lived there to see the influx of people, yes, it's changing now. You could paint that brush now, but in 1984, it was not this super whitewashed techie type of vibe they were going for. That kind of blew me. Also in 1984, um, there was a certain standard, a lot of different things going on. We don't even know what month, what month of 1984? Cause it was so much going on. It was Reagan being reelected. Um, Jesse Jackson going on. We had the Olympic, so many different things, but you know, it's almost like they couldn't find their footing of where they wanted to place it. We, I caught a summer vibe, but it might've been fall because of how she was dressed. We don't know. Now you might be saying, all oh, these are little things that that doesn't really matter. It's just trying to look, if we're going to play along and we're going to act like wonder woman exists in the world of today, cause see, um, the mascara is its own little world, so things can happen there. There's no time frame there. Um, Wakanda is its own world, so things can happen there. No time frame there. The problem when you date a movie is that you date it and it puts itself on the shelf, right? Because we're coming into your world, so we're supposed to believe this is 1984, right? So with that being said, number one, the first thing is Prince. Prince reigned and um, no pun intended, with Purple Rain in the summer of 1984, right? Also, where's the beef? The Wendy's commercial came huge. It blew up. Infomercials. Now, they did touch on that a little bit. 
infomercials were a big thing. Hour-long infomercials boomed into our world in 1984. Also, Footloose with Kevin Bacon, February 1984. 16 Candles, Molly Ringwald was America's sweetheart. You know, not saying, you know, maybe you couldn't get the rights to all these things, to have these things blasted and plastered all over different things. But that was important as well. Alex Trebek finally gave his first answer back. Like, you know, Jeopardy had been bouncing around, but Alex Trebek actually, you know, was responding and became the face of Jeopardy in 1984. That was a huge, huge thing. Also, June 1984, Ghostbusters. That was a cultural phenomenon. Like, my mom was in high school. I wasn't born yet. I was um, baking, baking or whatever years down the line. But that was a huge thing that I ended up loving when I was born, you know, and grew to love Ghostbusters. Not that last one, but um, <laughs> the classics, you know what I'm saying? And then another little brief random fact. um, The first MTV Music Video Awards was in 1984. Um, Madonna, Like a Virgin, a huge, huge big deal right i love things that are old school you know what i'm saying i love the twinge of nostalgia i love callbacks to different things i love how that can play on our mind and introduce new things you know what i'm saying like golden girls is one of my favorite shows but the reason i think it's one of my favorite shows along with i love lucy and so many other shows is it doesn't it does references of people so you know that it's a time and it's an error, but it's not reminding you every episode. Hey, it's September, da 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 da, 19. Da. It just lives in its own world. The, it goes and that's how it goes. So I think one of the simple missteps that they made was dating it. Um, I think it actually should have been a flashback film. In what sense do I mean that? Um, with uh, Batman versus Superman, no, sorry, Justice League. Um, at that point, Diana was working in London, I believe. What they should have done was maybe have her guiding a tour um, through the museum in present day, maybe 2019, right? Maybe she's guiding a tour. Maybe a student um, comes upon a uh, molding or making of a cheetah or um, comes across a um, the plane and we have a flashback um as she tells us not even maybe not tell a story but we just have her maybe fl- uh fading into the distance and we have a flashback of the time something we needed something c- to connect it because like most dc films and um like suicide squad and different ones that keep getting rebooted and harley quinn i think it's trying to find its footing the first Wonder Woman is amazing. The chemistry between Wonder Woman and Steve, it's even stronger in the first one. Um, and maybe that's because, like, it was such a big deal that, you know, we had this superhero, um, female superhero film debuting. But I think it's important that they had just focused. I don't know what Patty Jenkins was doing. I don't know. The, the film opened up so beautifully, right? It was great to be back at the mascara. Um to see the competition and to see the many things going on but it's just like random nuances where i almost feel like i was watching a red box movie you know what i'm saying i mean i was glad to have it um, i hate the phrase something is better than nothing but i think that's what um what we got i really 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 do and it, it's kind of a little bit disappointing um because of how great the first one was but i don't know what i don't know and then the bonus scene for the bonus scene to be one of the best things um out of the film that's just uh 
that's a little bit um disappointing so i don't know i mean there's a lot of different directions that it can go um uh you can tell that ass of money was spent on it i don't know why um and then i don't know for everyone to be able to change everything by saying i take back my wish or i re- recall my wish or whatever and uh oh sorry spoiler alert we you know spoiler heavy so we are discussing it or that type of thing but um that was very confusing um to me um and you know what i think i have i i think i know why they're struggling um with not just wonder woman but with all the other films as well um and you know what when we get back from this break we're going to talk about it all right so we're back i also see um dc is struggling the same way that disney plus is struggling with the the fine line of real grown grown and still appealing to children right action gore that that type of thing i think it's hard for them to put in a film and feel like they won't lose people but being that i mean now when they filmed it of course they did not know it would be on hbo max you know um, you know, with it being a Panera Bread outside, it ended up leading to be this way. But we have to... DC is dark. People forget that. DC is dark. Batman, um, all the, the Joker, all these films are Suicide Squad dark. They're supposed to be dark. And if that means you're losing a little bit of money because people can't see it till they're 17 or they need an adult or they need permission. I mean, at the end of the day, everybody's at home now, so they're going to see the film anyway. Make these films the way, and if you're going to try your, call yourself staying true to the comic books, make them dark. Be Find a, a middle ground in the origin stories. You know, one of my big things with Cheetah was, now Cheetah has so many different origin stories, but this whole... Oh my God, I'm not popular. I wish I was popular like you. Oh, I'm never going to give up my popularity. I went and picked up a spandex dress in Six Hills and put a little water in my hair. And now everybody thinks I'm... It it was... (sighs) As far as origin stories go for Cheetah, it was lackluster. It really was. And one of the few things she does with her powers is beat up somebody who was... Hitting on her in the park. I mean, come on, guys. Come on. Come on. I don't know. It's just with some with, with some films, you really wonder. Because films go through, you know, the editing. They sit through, you know, the producers watch it. So many people, they go to um, screenings. Like, I'm a screener. Like, I see films sometimes long time before they even come out. Um I'll see them at the studios and before COVID, we go see them at the, at the studios and, you know, and all those different things. 
And, you know, they will ask for our interpretations. They sometimes go back and do reshoots, that type of thing. And I just cannot believe that somebody sat through that movie two hours and 30 minutes that you'll never get back. Think of all the Motel 6 beds you could have, you know, all the things you could have done in two hours and 30 minutes that you will never get back. And not only that, because we thought it would be good. We was amped up, you know, had our drink in our hand at noon, you know, little holiday cheer, a little, you know, um, uh, uh, your play original yogurt, you know what I'm saying? Um, you know, the gingerbread and a little, you know, and we were ready to see Wonder Woman 1984. And that's the shit they gave us. They did not play to their strengths. Number one, the young lady, I don't know her name, um, is drawing a blank, but from Insecure, like she was on the screen for a small amount of time but the weird thing is her her comedic timing and Kristen Wiig's comedic time to me uh, comedic timing matches perfectly together you know what I'm saying I think that they should have played more um on screen also another thing um that was a little complex is we um we don't really know how Diana went from um work from the first film to working in the Smithsonian like see the thing is the Smithsonian or museum work is a callback to the the future films where we know the type of work she does but we we just you know what I'm saying there's like missing missing links again another point as to why I said it should have been a flashback film because with a the good thing about a flashback film is that it can explain those little things um how to get away with murder one of which was one of my favorite shows was really great at the flashback technique presenting you a story in a present time and th- but also being able to go back to the past and remind you that this past event has a significant um purpose in a future event you know what i'm saying if Chia is going to be an adversary that um that is around again in the future, or if something that happened in 1984 is going to be connected to an event with um, Justice League or an event with um, a future film, then we need all those like we got little Easter Easter eggs, but we need something to push us past 1984. Other than that, it's like that Jet magazine that used to sit on your grandma's table when you came to visit or she came to babysit you, right? It's like, okay, I'm going to flip through the Jet magazine, but it's 1997 and I'm reading about 1992. I know that it has significance, but it doesn't have importance because I'm missing the connecting factor. And that is um important in a film. So where do I think they need to go from here? Number one. We're good on Diana and Steve. You know what I'm saying? We're good on that. We're 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 good. We're we're good. You know, we're welcome to King Burger. You can have it your way, but don't get nasty. Well, we're getting nasty because we're good on that. We don't we don't need that. Okay? We don't need that no more. Okay? We don't we don't need what is supposed to be a superhero action film to be a lifetime original movie. You know, they, they pondered on that too much. The bed scene with the, with the Dollar Tree sheets and the and the, oh, and people are wearing it was a lot of a lot of uh like trim the fat, trim the fat. And you could have gave us just a straight one hour and 45 minute film, trim that fat and give us the action that we needed. Wish there were more fight scenes between Wonder Woman and Cheetah. Um, 
it was not a Victoria's Secret fashion runway. And that's how they were treating the armor. Like, they just wanted, like, people would be so excited to see her in the armor. Which we were, but come on, y'all. Come on. Come on. And uh, listen, I'm not going to drag the film across the coals completely. Because it was not a terrible film. It just, it did not live up to its potential. It's almost like when we got, remember when we got Justice League too fast and we were like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Something seems off. Like something seems off. There's no building to this. Then they try to go back and give us, you know, a little Aquaman, a little, you know, DC, they're trying to find their footing. You know what I'm saying? They living in a Marvel world and it's hard. It's hard. Cause Marvel is that, is that, it's like that with Marvel. It's like that. And DC's just trying to find their footing, but they don't want to be complete FX, I guess, dark, like FX, American Horror Story. But they also don't want to be um, the Backyardigans. So I don't know. They're they trying to, they they trying, but it's just, I, I hope it won't be too little too late. You know, they got a few other projects coming out and I think they can redeem themselves. But it takes leadership, it takes a vision, and it takes paying people. You know what I'm saying? When you carrying a film like this on your back, like get the get the kind of directors, the kind of producers, the kind of writers who you know are gonna serve the film in its best purpose. And don't get a director or don't get a person who's so stuck in their vision that they can't tweak it. I know this 1984 shit was someone's thing of like, no, we're gonna do Wonder Woman in 1984 and and, and this and, and and they got it stuck in their head. And the problem with getting stuck in your head or not adapting. You know, they always say millennials, they say we're, um, they say that a few of us are entitled and one thing's our way. But actually, let me tell you something. It's them boomers, them generation, whatever's very stuck in their way, very back in my time. And, and I want things to be this way. And this is my vision, this whatever. I feel like maybe somebody younger who was willing to twist and tweak their, their vision. And you know what? Since they always spoke about truth, and that was the big thing of this film, the lasso of truth, and truth is the only thing, the purpose and stuff. Well, the truth was that somebody should have said, this film has not reached its potential. I know we've already spent this money, but maybe I'm willing to sacrifice a part of my salary so we can do some reshoots or something so we can make this a cohesive and collective film that actually makes sense that isn't going to have people months after after the hype dies down watching it. Because let me tell you something. You might not, on first watch, you might be like, oh, it's not that bad. Watch it a second time. See if you can get through without going to get you a drink of margarita or something from the fridge or make you oodle and noodle or some shit. The shit got born for a minute. You know what I'm saying? But we watched it because everybody's home with the holidays locked in, trying to, you know, in a panty, trying to stay home, trying to be right. So we stayed home and watched Wonder Woman. But the film, it it just lacked. So, like I said, out of um out of five stars, I'm definitely going to give it um, two and a half, two point seven five eight nine. Um, <laughs> if that makes any sense, like it's almost three. It's it's like it could be a three. I guess I could give it three because, you know, it, it just it lacked some some things. It was a it was a standalone film. And I guess that's what it was meant to be. That's why it's called 1984. But I feel like it just lacked those things to carry it um, and have it be a film that you would go back to like a um, like a uh, Captain Marvel or like a first Captain America or, you know, or like the Black Panther, like. These films, when you go back and look at them, you want to know their significance. And I just 
don't know if there's any gonna if there's gonna be any significance. Even with the bonus scene, it was great, but is it will it be significant in the future? I mean, it was great. I'm not gonna tell what happened in the bonus scene. I'm not that kind of spoiler, but you gotta watch it. But the bonus scene was lit. You know what I'm saying? It was lit. It was a great moment. Short, very short, but it was a great moment. Um, I feel like DC can pull it through. Um, and hopefully, you know, we can get the kind of film we deserve. But um, this wasn't it. And you know what? That's okay. You know, if you enjoyed it, that's great. You know what I'm saying? Some people, um, some people like Bloody Marys in the morning. And consider it that an acquired taste. You know what I'm saying? It was an acquired taste. Um, so that's all I got, exchangers. It was so great talking with you again. I hope you're enjoying the holidays. You know what I'm saying? We got a mailbag episode coming up. We got some other episodes that be randomly dropping. And don't forget, we got our season finale next week. I can't believe it's been like a year with you all. That's crazy. And just um, thank you for all the support um, that, you know, we've given each other throughout this year. To the countries that listen, I'm just, I'm honored. Big ups to Germany, Puerto Rico, France, Dominican Republic, uh, so many different countries like that tune in to hear um, what I have to say in this inter, you know, this exchange of words that we have with each other. And um, it does not go um, unnoticed and it's always appreciated. Thank you for those of you that leave comments and reviews in Apple Podcasts. Remember, we're also on Spotify. Thank you to those who interact with the IG, which I know we got to get better. Like I said, I've been super busy. It's been holidays, so forgive me. But we're going to get back active on that. Um, just thank you all so much. And most importantly, I thank you all for having the human spirit of tenacity. You know what I'm saying? While we're here on this spiritual journey. We're going to get hit with bumps and bruises. And there's going to be times where you want to give up. There's going to be times where you feel like, is life worth living? And I promise you, I promise you, it is. And it might rain a hundred days and nights. But joy will come in the morning. The sun will shine again. And things will be better if we keep supporting and uplifting each other. Remember, you can follow the podcast on Verbal Exchange, P-O-D. Follow my personal at X-A-V-I-E-R-J-O-N-T-E. That's Xavier Jante. And as always, until we speak again, remember to take care of yourself and each other. Peace.